less is more. We're in a series, again, uh, where really we are talking about really as we go, get into this, this thought process of less of me and more of him. And I've said it all series long. I really believe God's a God that wants to add to our lives. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, we've read it all series long, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. He wants to add to our lives, but first we must decrease so that then he can increase. Every, month, every week we've been doing less of something, more of something. Today I want to talk to you about, I believe, a very important topic, and that is less self and more spirit. Less self and more spirit. Less self and more spirit. I hope that you don't know what I'm talking about because then I'll get to explain it to you, but we're excited about this. I want to read uh, really from the text of Romans uh, chapter 8 today. Um, this is really Paul speaking, and he's, re- he's writing this scripture, and I believe it's so vital uh, as he's re- talking about self and sinful nature. It says this in verse 5. It says, those who dominate are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace for the sinful nature nature is always hostile to God it never did obey God's law and it never will that's why those of you who are still under the uh, who, under the control of their sinful nature uh, can never truly please God but you are not controlled by your sinful nature you are controlled by the spirit and if you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do what uh, excuse me those that those who do have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him and remember, those that do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. Excuse me, there's a lot of words on here. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit, you keep going, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Just as God raised Christ from the dead, and He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Next scripture. But if you live by its, di- by its dictates, you will die. But if, you, it, if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Okay, so we're talking less spirit, less self, more spirit. Excuse me, I'm all kind of confused today. Less self and more spirit. And really, in, the, in this text and all throughout the scripture, we're talking about self. This, 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 this context, he says sinful nature. Another translation says flesh. Your flesh, yourself, your sinful nature. Your human nature. It's this nature that we have that desires evil in our lives. You know, without God, we're evil. If you don't believe that, just look at our culture and how far away our culture is from God and how evil our culture is. We just saw just recently in Atlanta another another situation happened with shootings and and you know it's people like oh why is this all happening what's going on it's because our culture has gotten so far from God that there's such evil why because we're letting sinful nature we're letting self we're letting the flesh reign it is nothing other than that it's not a person it's not a color of a skin it's evil it's sin it's sinful nature it's human nature it's all right. And so it's important that we understand why, and people oftentimes say, well, I live by the Spirit, or I live being led by the Spirit, or I, I don't, I don't want to live in self. And you know, all throughout this text, Paul talks about, you know, if you live through, through, if you live in the self, or you live in sinful nature, or you live by the flesh, 
He says, he says things like, you'll, you'll be hostile towards God. He says things like, it leads to death and destruction. He says things like, you can't please God. All these things he says, and so as Christians, as believers, we obviously are saying to ourselves, hopefully, well, we don't want to live by our own sinful nature. We want to please God. We don't want to be hostile towards God. We want to be honoring to God. And so how do we really do that? What does that really look like? How do we stay away from the sinful nature in our life. Why? Because it leads to death. It leads to destruction. It le- the Bible says it dominates our thoughts. All these things that are negative towards the, uh, our lives, and it's all because human nature, self, the flesh, we allow to rule or reign in our lives. And this is why it's so important that we would live this way, that we say less self, more spirit. More, less of ourselves, less, less human nature, less flesh, and more of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, God on earth, that would rule and reign in our lives, leading us and guiding us to all truth in our lives. It's so vital that we would live this way. And I want to show it to you a few things on how we really walk this out. How do we say less self and more spirit? In Romans chapter 8 and verse 5, it says, Those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Those who are are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. We really want to live in a way that says less self. This is how we have to first do. We have to guard our thoughts. We have to guard our thoughts. He says it dominates our thoughts. Sinful nature will dominate our lives. How do I know that? If you get caught up in a situation, think about it. When you're frustrated with someone, someone's hurt you, someone's offended you, think about it. Our lives are consumed with our thoughts towards that person. Maybe in a situation with lust where you get caught up in sexual desires. Your mind consumes your thought process in that situation. And so here's what the Bible says. Listen, we should be a people that are guarding our thoughts, guarding what we think. Here's what I know. What we water grows. What you water in your mind will grow in your life. It's just human nature. It's just life. And so if we're watering self, if we're watering the flesh, if we're feeding selfish desires, selfish desires, flesh, uh, human nature will, will grow in our lives. If we're watering the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God in our lives, the Holy Spirit will overflow out of our lives. So here's the question I have to ask every person here watching online. What are you watering in your life? Are you watering offense? Because if you're watering offense, offense will grow. Are you watering lust and sexual desires? If so, sexual desires and sexual immorality will grow in your life. Too intense? Sorry, it's the truth. What are you watering in your life? I, I talk to people oftentimes and they're saying, I just I can't control myself or I just get so angry and I get, and get all this stuff. And it all comes back to, okay, what are you feeding yourself in your life? What are you watering? Because if you get consumed, if, you're, if you have anger issues or anger problems in your life, okay, so are you, are you continuing to watch and listen to things that are negative in your life? Why? All you're doing is feeding the anger in your life. You're feeding the self, the flesh, human nature, sinful nature in our lives. What are you watering? What are you feeding? Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4, I want to show you this. I love this. It says, this is the scripture in the very beginning of time when Adam and Eve first sinned. This is the serpent. This is the enemy, the devil. He's tempting Eve. Check this out. I want to show you this to you. It says, you won't die. He's talking to Eve. He says, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced 
She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit, ate it, and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. How do you control your thoughts? How do you keep from allowing the, 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 the sinful nature to rule and reign? How do you really do, live this out? How do you really guard your thoughts? Right here, it shows us this. It says the woman was convinced and that she saw. The enemy will try to tempt our thoughts by two things, by this two things, by what we hear and by what we see. She, was, she heard the serpent speaking and she says she was convinced, she was deceived. We oftentimes can become deceived by what we hear. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Now here's what happens. It's the same thing with sinful nature. If you want to really live out in your sinful life, a sinful nature, sinful life, then guess what? Get around people that are talking negatively and gossiping. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to start gossiping and negatively talking about other people. You want to get people around, you want to be judgmental, get around people that are judgmental. What we hear, what happens, it starts to deceive us and we get to the place where we're convinced this is okay to live this way. We hear the wrong thing. Culture will tell us all different things on how to live and how to think and how to think about ourselves and how to think about other people. And culture is just continuing trying to deceive us. Why? Because he wants to convince us because we can convince us in our thoughts, we'll walk it out. Then it says, she saw that the tree was beautiful. We're deceived. This is, this is the temptation. This is how we guard our hearts and our minds. Excuse me. This is how we guard our minds. We have to be careful not to be deceived by what we hear. And we have to be careful that, and look at what we're being attracted to by what we see. The eyes will attract you to something that was never meant for you to be attracted to. The eyes will get you to a place where it will cause you to desire something that you never were meant to desire. Why? Because all in all of us is sinful nature. And so if we allow our eyes just to roam and desire things of this earth and this, and this culture and this society, guess what happens? It causes you to begin to want that in your heart. And so here's what we have. This is what happened with Eve. She, the first sin, it started with deception with the way she heard and the, with the way she, thought, uh, when she heard things, being deceived, and then also by what she saw and being attracted to what she saw. This is the the question I would ask you very carefully as we talk about living out our sinful nature and not living out our sinful nature. We have to be people that says this. Am I allowing something in my life? Am I allowing what I hear to deceive me in the way that I think about God or about others or about, how he, or about myself and how he wants me to live? And then also in my eyes and what I'm watching and what I'm looking at. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, telling you, telling you. What you watch on Netflix affects you. Too much? What you watch on Hulu affects you. What you watch on HBO affects you. Oh, it's just a scene. It's just part of the, what they do. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just part of the t TV show. Or it's just part of, no, no. What we look at affects us. Here's what I'm doing. When I'm looking, I'm watering what I'm looking at. If I'm caught up, I'm going to go a step further. What we look at on Instagram and Facebook affects us. No, now you're just now, no, no. Now you're being crazy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, what we water will grow in our lives. You are struggling with something in your life. I would tell you to question what have I been watering in my life. What we water will grow. We have to guard our thoughts. We guard the way we think. And as we guard what we think, we guard, make sure we're not being deceived by what we hear. We're not being, a, being deceived by what we are attracted to, by what we look at. And we're watering the right thing. We're watering the Spirit of God. And so then as we water the Spirit of God, the sinful nature, self, 
uh, human nature, whatever you want to call it, begins to die in our lives. Vital that we live this way. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, it says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, this is about to get real intense. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. <gasps> what? But like, I love Jesus and I believe in Jesus. Well, here's the thing. The Bible says that even demons believe in Jesus. It's not, oh my goodness, gracious alive. Everybody just got to hold on for a second. Here's what I know. It's not just that we believe in Jesus. It's that we then allow Jesus to transform us into who he's called us to be. And what that looks like, and what that looks like is allowing sinful nature to die. It's not letting sinful nature rule. It's not letting the flesh rule. It's not letting the human nature say, oh, it's just who I am. No, I'm going to die to my selfish desires, my sinful desires. And now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let the fruit of the Spirit produce this kind of fruit in my life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. I want to say less self. I want to say more spirit. Well, here's what happens right here. The scripture shows us the fruit of sinful nature. The fruit of self. The fruit, if you will, of, of human nature or the flesh. Go back one scripture for me. It's this. It's, it's sexual immorality. It's impurity. It's lustful pleasures. It's idolatry. It's sorcery. It's hostility. It's quarreling. It's jealousy. It's outbursts of anger. It's selfishness. It's dissension. It's divisions. It's envy. It's drunkenness. It's wild parties. And other sins like these. Now, I don't know about you. I know I read that real fast. But if you take a moment and you think about our culture and our world, it explains it right there. That's the whole culture. In a matter of two, three verses, the whole culture is explained. Why? Because culture lives in a way of pleasing selfish desires and sinful nature. It's letting, letting self rule and letting self reign. And here's what happens when we do that. The fruit of that becomes this. Go back one more scripture for me. Go up one more to 19. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, how do we say less self and more spirit? Here's what I know. You have to guard your thoughts, but then you also have to guard your heart. You have to guard your heart. It says, the, when we follow the desires. See, here's what happens. The Bible says that as a man thinks or as a person thinks, they are. So what happens is that the sinful nature, and the human nature and the flesh will start to deceive me and attract me in my, my mind. Then from my mind, it becomes part of my desires in my heart. From the desires in my heart, then I begin to live it out in my life. And so what happens is as I guard my thoughts, I got to make sure that I guard my desires in my heart as well. And then from that, my actions, my fruit will overflow into the things that I really want. See, a lot of times we say, oh, I want more joy and I want less sexual immorality. Oh, I want more peace, but I want less hostility. Okay, that's great. I'm glad we want those things, but that's dealing with the fruit, not the root. 
See, what happens is, here's what happens, here's what happens, here's what happens. We oftentimes, as a society and as a culture, I'm going to get excited for a second, I'm sorry. We oftentimes deal with the fruit of our lives, and we don't get down into the root of our hearts. Here's what I know. What's the in the root of our heart will overflow into the fruit of our lives. You will easily see where your life is and where the root of your heart is. How do I know if I'm living for self? How do I know if I'm living for the Spirit? Here's how you know. Look at the fruit of your life. Oh, I'm struggling. It's just a struggle. No, 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 no. As we grow in our relationship with God, the roots of our hearts begin to change. It goes from sinful nature and flesh, and it goes to the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. It's so important that we understand this. It's so vital. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so vital because we deal so oftentimes with the fruit of our lives. And oh, I don't want to get angry. And oh, I don't want to I don't want to get mad. Oh, I want to I want to stay away from those bad things on the internet. Oh, oh no, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Oh, bounce my eyes. Bounce my eyes. Bounce my eyes. Oh, bounce my eyes. <laughs> and we oftentimes deal with the fruit. It's not the fruit. It's the root. Where is your heart rooted? Because what you water will grow. And so if my heart is rooted in the Spirit of God, the fruit of the Spirit is going to overflow out of my life. We have to guard our thoughts, but we also have to guard our hearts. It's so vital that we would understand this because we too oftentimes in culture try to deal with the fruit. You know, okay, let me give you this medicine for this depression. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. Take some medicine. But what is the root of the heart of the issue in our lives? Because that's where we need to deal with. That's where we need God to come in and begin to transform us from the inside out. And then the fruit will overflow and it will we'll look and live the way we desire to live. So vital. So important that we live this way. I know this. Our fruit will always reveal our root. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 17, it says, A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can, can identify people by their actions. See, we oftentimes use this scripture, and we can say, oh, well, so-and-so, they're judgmental. Oh, well, they, you can tell by their actions. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they, 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 that's a bad tree, bad tree over there. But this is not what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus is not talking about look at people and be judgmental. Jesus is talking about look at the heart. And as I live my life, I can quickly tell if, if my heart is rooted in the right things or not. Let's begin to be a people that are concerned less about the fruit and more concerned about the root, the heart. Because again, we can pray all day for joy. We can pray all day for peace. But if our heart is filled with anger and offense, guess what's going to come out? Anger and offense. And so we can pray all day long. It's not that. It's not that. The, and praying's great. But it's saying, okay, I need to begin to change the root of my heart. And as I change the roots in my heart, guess what's going to happen? God and the Spirit of God is going to overflow. And the fruit of the Spirit are going to come out the way that I desire for them to. Less self and more spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. 
John chapter 14 and verse 25, it says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, this is Jesus speaking, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Jesus is going to ascend, and he's talking to his disciples, and he says, he says here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, the Helper, is coming to teach you and bring to your remembrance all the things that I've taught. Here's what I know. If we really want to say less self and more spirit, we have to say, okay, I need to guard my thoughts. I need to guard my hearts. But then also, I need to know the Holy Spirit in my life. I need to know the Holy Spirit. We oftentimes, as a culture, as a society, we can cast the Holy Spirit to the side. We have God the Father, His love. Embrace His love. We sing songs about His love. Love, God, Father, Daddy, Abba, love. And that's great. That's great. And we talk about Jesus, his sacrifice. Oh, Jesus, the cross, the son of God. He is the cross. The, he sacrificed. He's the savior of the world. That's true. But then we kind of just leave the Holy Spirit and, oh, yeah, there's the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit is one of the three Godhead. Holy Spirit is God. Okay, here's what I know. And I'll just, many of you probably know this, but I just want to make this very clear for people that may not know. God is, the God on earth in this very moment is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that God, is, the, the Father, is on the throne. The Bible says that Jesus ascended to God the Father on the throne, is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. Then the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was sent here on earth to be a helper to you and I. Here's what's awesome about the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. I don't know about you, but I love helpers. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I like the helpers that do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you helping me? Yeah, but go ahead and do it. For, like, here's what the Holy Spirit is here. And this is why the enemy tries to make us think the Holy Spirit is, myth, is this mythical creature. It's just this, this kind of it over there on the side. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is God, God on earth. And here's what he is. He's God here on earth to help us walk through our lives. And here's what I know and I love about the Holy Spirit. He's here to help you with whatever it is that you need in your life. You need peace. He's here to help bring you peace. You need strength. He's here to bring you strength he you need comfort he's here to comfort you to hug you to hold you to embrace you to comfort you whatever it is that you need he's the holy spirit and again i love a helper that'll do it without me needing to be there here's what the holy spirit does he goes before us and fights our battles for us we need to know the Holy Spirit, not push the Holy Spirit away, but invite the Holy Spirit into our lives every day. Invite Him into our meetings. Why? Because He'll give you wisdom where you don't have wisdom. Invite Him into your family. Why? Because He'll bring unity where there's division. Invite Him into our city and our culture and our world. Why? Because as He comes and brings and reigns, rules and loves and lo uh, those around us, here's what happens. He begins to create unity where there's division. And this is what I know about God. He is a God that desires to work and help in everything that we do in our lives he is not a God that is far away he's not a God that's far up in heaven and can't be reached no he's God on earth in this moment to be here to do one thing help us 
You have a helper for every situation. Oh my goodness, this gets me excited. Why? Now I don't have to be so stressed. Why? The Holy Spirit's going before me. He's going to take care of my needs. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to pay a bill. Nope. The Holy Spirit's here to pay my bills. Why? I'm going to work hard. Yes. But he's going before me and creating the job and the opportunity. Why? Because he's a God that helps me. Whatever you need. Oh my gosh, I'm dealing with lust. And I don't know how to deal with the lust. I don't know to, no, we have the Holy Spirit who is here to help you, to walk to, with you, to strengthen you, to give you a way out, a door, if you will, to better step out and say, no, I'm going to find freedom. Why? Because he's a God that desires to help us. Here's what we have to know. We have to know the Holy Spirit. Because here's what I know. We can oftentimes say, oh, man, I need peace. Oh, I need strength. Oh, man, I need long-suffering right now. Oh, I need the fruits of the Spirit. Well, here's what I know. The goal, again, the goal is not to, to, to receive or have the fruits of the Spirit. The goal is to be in a relationship with the Holy Spirit to the place of where the fruits of the Spirit overflow out of me. See, we too often deal with the fruit. The fruit is, I need the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. No, no, no. Here's the root. I need to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And as I, I'm in relationship with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit just comes out of me, overflows out of me. You ever been around somebody? Hung out with them for a while? And you started to talk like them? You ever been around somebody for a little while? Next thing you know, you start thinking like them? You ever been around, oh, they're so annoying, help me out. You, know, you ever been around like a boyfriend and a girlfriend, they're like, they're in that cute stage, you know what I'm saying, like, eh, everything's giggles. And they're like, they finish each other's sentences and like, ah, you remembered. Like, oh, we're like one. Oh, we just know each other so well. Here's what I know. It's something about, it's something about human nature. It's something about how we, we're designed. But the longer I'm with someone or around someone, the more I become like them. See, the, 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 the heart, the goal is not the fruit of the Spirit. The goal is to be close to the Holy Spirit. And as I pursue a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit then become, come out. Why? Because I become more like Him. Because then I begin to hear the way he hears. I begin to see the way he sees. I begin to respond the way he responds. I begin to talk the way he talks. Why? It's all out of the overflow of my relationship of knowing the Holy Spirit in our lives. We can't just toss the Holy Spirit. You can't just say God the Father. You can't say just Jesus the Son. No, no, no. It's also the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he creates this opportunity for us to walk out and live according to God's purpose and plan here on earth. He is the helper. I challenge every person in this room to begin to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit in your life. Your life will change. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, your life will change. The Holy Spirit is here. And the, and the greatest thing about the Holy Spirit, people are like, well, what, like, how do you explain the Holy Spirit? Like I always say, it's, he's like the, the best of friends. That's not even a word, but he is. He's like the bestest of friends. Anytime you need the friend to call, he's there. Your friend, he, he, they're, they're, they're a comfort and to strengthen and to fight for and to challenge and encourage and all the things that we need. But that's the Holy Spirit in our lives. Cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, your life will change. Less self, more spirit.
Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25 says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading. I tell you, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. If you really want to live a life, excuse me, if we really want to live a life of less self and more spirit, we have to guard our thoughts. We have to guard our hearts. We have to know the Holy Spirit. And then fourth, lastly, as we close, we have to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit. It's not just knowing the Holy Spirit. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us in our lives. It says it in both these scriptures. And here's what I know. If we talk about leading, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. People say, what does that look like? How do we, how do we really allow the Holy Spirit to lead? Why, why does the Holy Spirit want to lead me? One, because as we follow the Holy Spirit, he wants to lead us because he will lead us into all truth. He wants to lead us into a life that we will not be able to lead ourselves into, number one. But then two, here's what I know. We oftentimes say, okay, well, deal with the roots. Deal with the roots. Deal, don't deal with the fruit. We're saying this. And here's what I know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't saying deal with the roots because he wants behavior modification. We can come into a church and we can feel like we need to be better and become better behaved and we have to behave ourselves and fit this mold. And that's not what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. The Holy Spirit's not looking for behavior modification. That is the fruit. The Holy Spirit doesn't come and didn't come to deal with the fruit of our lives. That's not his role. His role is to deal with the roots of our lives. See, here's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to do behavior modification. He wants to do transformation. See, transformation is now dealing with the roots. Now, see, when you root, when you root something into the ground, in order to, whoa, that was strong, brother. Appreciate it. When you root something into the ground, you can, you can cut its leaves off. You can cut the fruit off. And then every season, what's going to happen? going to come back see oftentimes what we do is we say as we're tra- talking about ourselves we want to be better we try to behave we create this behavior modification lifestyle where it's okay, cut the fruit don't have don't get angry okay don't lust okay don't be jealous we're cutting the fruit we're cutting the fruit we're cutting the fruit and it keeps coming back well see when we say less self and more spirit here's what the holy spirit wants to do the holy spirit doesn't want to cut the fruit the holy spirit spirit wants to uproot the sinful nature and now create a new root in our hearts. And that is his roots, the roots of love, the roots of God, the roots of his grace. And here's what we have to do. It's beginning to allow him to transform us from the inside out. You deal with roots. I'm telling you, you deal with, uh, not roots, I'm sorry. You deal with fruits. I'm telling you, for the rest of your life, you'll deal with fruit. You'll deal with the same fruit over and over. You'll, you can do it for 20 years. You can do it for 30 years. You can do it for 50 years. You can continue to cut down the fruit. But when you begin to allow God to transform you in your heart, and you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, when he says, okay, I need to, I need to uproot that thought process in my life. I need to uproot that desire. And I'm not going to allow myself to think that way or do those things. And I allow God to begin to uproot things in my heart. Things begin to transform in my life. And then from the transformation, that's where I see the fruit that I want to see. 
The Holy Spirit is not here to create behavior modification. He is here to create transformation in every single one of us. See, the Bible says that Jesus came. The Bible says that he rose from the dead. The Bible says that if we believe in him, that old life, the old man is dead and a new creation has been created. Well, here's what happens. That old life is dead. Now the Holy Spirit wants to come and begin to transform the roots. Does that make sense? And so this is the process as we walk with the Holy Spirit. It's not just this, okay, the Holy Spirit's this faraway mythical creature. No, it says, I know the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit come out. But then also, it's not just knowing Him and the fruit of the Spirit coming out. I just don't want to be a good person. No, God, I want to be transformed from the inside out. Now my desires change. Now my thought process has changed. Now when someone is negative towards me, I'm not as negative as I was. Now I think differently. I think I'm losing my voice. Praise God. I don't know what's happened. We still got another service. <laughs> Bless God. This isn't good. Somebody get me some tea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but seriously. <laughs> Here's what I know. We are living in a society that's consumed with self. We are living in a society that feeds and waters the flesh any way possible that we can. But God is desiring for a people says, you know what, I'm not going to allow my sinful nature, my human nature, my flesh, myself to just rule and reign. No, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to come. And I want to begin to build and cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And then from that, I want the Holy Spirit to transform my heart. I want him to uproot the things that are not of God. And I want him to get, begin to plant the seeds that are of God. Why? Because I want to see God and the, the things of God grow in, in my life. I want to see them overflow out of me in my job. I want to see the things of God overflow out of me in my, in, at my school. I want to see the things of God and my relationship with God overflow out of me in my family and everywhere that I go, in my neighborhood, in my city. I want to always see the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit overflow out of me. Well, how do I do that? It's saying this, less of me and more of you. Less self, less human nature. Less sinful nature, less flesh, and Holy Spirit, more of you. This is counter-cultural. This goes against everything the culture says, society says to do. But I know this, if I look at culture and I look at society, it doesn't look like they're doing it right. And so here's what I know. We serve a God who wants to lead us, who wants to guide us. And so I encourage you today, be a person that says, less self, more spirit. And watch the Holy Spirit begin to transform you from the inside out. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you so much.